Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. Well, I know after last episode, you all are probably dying to just get into it. So I will welcome you into episode 205, When You Wish Upon the Chard. and things that go boom, then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 205. Hi, Griffin. I guess welcome back to some of you. Lighter crew today. Yeah. Good thing Emily went remote. We won't be needing her anymore. I'm I'm yes. glad we don't get to hear her cries. We have her on mute. That's why she's oh, mm. yeah. Yeah. Steve uh, made a pretty tasteless joke yeah. in 202. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me let me unmute her. How how you doing, Emily? How are you feeling? Oh, it is I've lost a part of myself. It's sad. All right, that's all the airtime you get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll go back see to you mute. In the finale. See you see you later. Okay, bye. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, um, Emily, what are you drinking? I have a glass of wine tonight, uh, and it's a flower-painted cup, so I felt like that was appropriate. Yeah, is it like lilies? Uh, These are roses. I didn't have one with lilies. I think lilies is like a classic funeral flower, right? Are lilies a death flower? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think they might be. I think it's like a sorry for your lost flower. Mm -hmm. Roses are more like I want to fuck flower. Oh, no. Well, depending yeah. on the color. Okay, what color are those roses? Well, Pink. Depends. I mean, some funeral, some funerals, you know. Lilies symbolize death because they represent the moment when the soul departs the body. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's a, yeah. A, yeah. a lily yeah. moment last time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So what, what are pink roses? Is that, um, is that like, instead of, I want to fuck. Pink ro- I think pink roses are, are like, I want to take you to prom. No, no, no. Yeah, I think so. Pink roses are... Thank you for that fuck because they're gratitude. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, I've never gotten any of those. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who buys flowers after the fact? Psychopaths. Yeah. <laughs> this is a post-coital flowers? No, thank you. They convey you. appreciation, gratitude, and recognition. Recognition. Okay, so, recognition. So pink roses are like Mother's Day. I mean, yes. (laughs) They could be, if you play your cards right. (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) What what are you drinking, Brooks? Yuck. Oh, man. All right. Well, I I dug pretty deep in the the fridge of, you know, lost beers that Emily had. Uh, I'm stealing one. Yep. Sorry about that. Love Street. It is a blonde from Carbach Brewing. It's brewed in Texas. It was part of a pick your own six pack. How many of those were in the six pack? Just the one? Just the one. Okay. Yeah. It is not like replicating or I think, I don't know, maybe. Sometimes you see a can, you're like, ooh, I need to put two of those in my, yeah, in my pick six. Yeah. This doesn't look like that kind of can, to be honest. No, it, it is a decent blonde. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Probably, you know. got, probably got pink roses, that blonde. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, so the can is, brunettes. you know, 
the can is blue and uh, orange, I would which call, I would doesn't quite... make sense if it's supposed to be Love Street, because blue is mystery. Mm, mystery <laughs> and roses. And orange is, and, well, actually, orange does make sense, because that's energy and desire. Oh, I thought it was just a. Ooh. I thought it was just a uh, colorblind accessible can. I, well, if it's if it's mystery and desire, maybe it's like a you got a secret admirer thing going. Yeah, on mystery, okay. uniqueness, and desire. Because you know, yeah. we don't know what's going on here. Sorry, but, <laughs> sorry it's platonic love street. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, this little can doesn't know what it's getting into here. I don't like the way you're handling it way way too much. You got your hands all over it. Well, what else are you supposed to do with a little mystery? You're a real can groper over there. <laughs> I don't know what the side says. I just see feel good. I feel like he's tasting it, it with does. his fingers, and I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. Oh, he's oh he's dipping. It is a little much. Yeah, it's a little much. Steve, um, what what are you drinking? All right, so I think it's about to get a little worse here. So, uh, <laughs> oh. <come on. laughs> Uh, what some people who have listened to the show might know or who are involved in our Discord community, they may have heard that I'm moving in a few days as of this record. And that means that, well, hold on, let me preface this saying that I, I do care for this podcast a lot. So unlike Emily, I'm not going out of state and will be able to continue to record in person. I'm only moving a block away. So... I'm trying to go through my apartment and I've donated a lot of clothes and I've got rid of a bunch of old books and stuff at half price books. Um, but the other thing that I need to do is work through a bunch of food and, and beverage that I have so we don't have to move it, which means that I'm digging pretty deep in the fridge over the next few episodes. So that's why I'm drinking a four loco hard seltzer. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Sour mango, 12% ABV. So I'm having one of these and having a LaCroix. <laughs> nice. Wow. That's it. I was going to say, you're the chauffeur for the evening. Right. So. I If I had two of these, we'd be sleeping over on a Thursday night. <laughs> for Luca's not much of a uh, DD beverage. No. And, and to be clear, it's not one of the, the traditional four locos that's like 24 ounces or whatever. It's just yeah. a single can, 16 ounces of 12% ABV. So, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, these mm -hmm. do taste awful, but here we are. Mm. Check in next episode because it's going to get worse. Oh, boy. I'm excited for that. I am having a White Claw Tropical Pomelo Smash. I believe this is from the uh, Surf Pack, again, gifted from our friend Karen. Thanks, Karen. Uh, and Haley, you have the uh, Patreon, Bev. I do. What you got? This is now the third time that I've made it. Yeah. We don't need to talk uh, to gross anyone out. No, nope. just um, there will be no amaretto in this. That's fine. But it is. Uh, it was suggested by Ellie. It's Vampire's Kiss. Uh, it's got vodka, pomegranate juice, no amaretto, and a lime seltzer. It's a great name, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. I wonder you. what the most Nick Cage part of that is. Ah, Emily gave the name. There was no name given when the drink was suggested, so I took liberties. Okay. We'll know it's good mm. if Haley shouts the ABCs. It's a, it's a vampire's kiss joke to the oh, I don't 40 people it. who get it. Oh, to yeah. those in the know. Yep. Also, because this is the third time I made it, we also ran out of vodka. So I Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we <laughs> flip-flopped that with Everclear cheekily. Oh, fine. I'm just a cheeky swab. <laughs> oh, 
She's F- having a time. Facial expression says it all. She's feeling it. You feeling it? Maybe the original drink is better. Oh, it's not good. Mm. Mm. You know what else is not good? The situation the party is in right now. Down a cleric. And I think, um, you know, we don't have to roll off here because we'll be drinking a group drink next week. But uh, unexpected, I would say. I, th- I think it's unexpected in a combat with like three CR9 creatures to, right. to lose a level 12 party member. About as unexpected as the last time one of Emily's characters died, to be honest. Pretty level appropriate encounter, I guess I would say. But yeah, uh, getting getting some vulnerability to fire, getting hit by fire multiple times in a row. Um, nobody's safe. No. And, Dangerous. Uh, and now your lifeline is dead. And that's where we find you. So... I definitely think we need to take Freya back and, you know, save her. Well, why don't you, uh, your characters haven't really reacted to her death. So. No, but I was going to ask you if there is anything like, is there anything in the room right now that's unseen or is it like we can see the whole room? You Just should... because I I don't want to be working to like get a, a Freya's body out only to find like us being attacked from the back. So I feel like. I mean, yes, it's an emotional time, but also... Everything in this room is visible to you. There okay. is no... Well, make a perception check. Oh, okay. Emily, don't bother rolling. Ah. Yeah, I'll give it to you with a minus 40. <laughs> so there's... What's the death penalty? But you not tell anyone. If you, if you use uh, Speak With Dead, maybe you'll figure out what you saw. I got a 39 from Rune. Only a 22. 31 from a tomb bay. Yeah, I just, as much as I want to start reacting and dealing with Freya, I just, I don't know how you relax when we were just attacked and everything is around us. Anybody over a 34 uh, would see up in the rafters, there is this huge cluster of tiny spiders and as the combat dies down you look up you see them and they kind of crawl into the cracks in the ceiling and the wall okay so that does not feel like a threat then no you don't feel threatened by it it's just something you notice all right with like assessment of the room done i think it's time yeah so if uh you know, I, I guess i'll kick off the emotional stuff um Matumbe slowly walks over to Freya's body and is in desperate need of healing, so he takes her boots off. <laughs> her feet you have no shame. Oh, no, 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 I'm kidding, but I am going to do that later once I've grieved. I don't, I don't know, Griffin, what's the state of her gear? Like, I want to cover her charred corpse with something. Is her magical gear still intact? Like, I could take her cloak and kind of wrap her body up in it? Yeah, her magical gear isn't destroyed by the fire, so, yeah. um, so it just kind of looks like a um, a charred body underneath, like armor that is like burnt but not destroyed, a cloak that is you know blackened but not falling apart. Yeah. He wraps her up in that and just kind of kneels by the body in solemn reflection for a moment, and turns back to the party. I fear we have made a grave mistake. 
I do not know that we can continue without Freya by our sides. Turner will grind through us without our healing. We stand no chance without the cleric. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I think, I mean, we haven't even gone into the, the, the whole house yet. Um, it does feel like, you know, this should have been a, a, a small problem for us to deal with. We need Freya if this is supposed to be the small. Um, do we think we can go just go back to the city? There was a very distinct tactical advantage that she was able to provide. I sincerely think that we should at least revive her in some some form so that so that she can be with us when we we do face Turner. If the soul is willing, Ab, if the soul is willing, if she feels that her earthly tasks are complete, there is not much we can do. Not anything at all. It would be heresy to try and corral a soul which is moving on and does not wish to come back. No, don't, no, don't, don't worry, Matumbe. It's, it's Freya. Like, she's here to help. It's her thing. She's, she'll come back. You don't have to worry about that one. I'm pretty sure. I certainly wish I had your optimism and hope you are correct. But one does not know until the soul makes its own decisions. Death offers a unique perspective. We will hope. Yeah, this is uh, not doing well for Eclipse. I mean, she's already had some bad uh, experiences with losing everybody. She tried to take Lyra's spirit last time. (laughs) She would probably want to do the same with Freya, but at the same time, hearing what Matumbe said, and her thoughts is like, Fre- Freya won't leave me. Like, Freya's not going to leave me. It'll be fine. Um, so she's going to continue to like kind of look around as, I don't know, haunt collectory, right? Like <laughs> looking around in a looking for spiritual significance um, the entire time. If we do start to move her, it would be like her eyes would be locked on Freya because uh, if there's any sort of spirit leaving her body, Eclipse would probably try to do something about that. I know that's not like a real thing that I can do, but at the same time, like that is her mentality. And meanwhile, it's kind of weird for Rune because Rune really doesn't know Freya that well. Mm-hmm. Ultimately. Sa- same with Quinley. He'll just kind of remark, Turner's gone to ground. There's no reason to think he's going to run from his hole. Perhaps getting Freya back and coming back tomorrow is the smart play. Yeah, I don't think it's a perhaps she literally saved your life like three fucking times. Uh, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, if she doesn't want to come back, we need to be real and find an alternate way to keep us around. Whether that's somebody else or like a pallet of wands. (laughs) We're gonna need it. A pallet. Yeah. Take your old bargain bin, please. If we go that route, I'll operate the wheelbarrow. (laughs) Just walk behind you guys. Wait, are you like good at using magic wands? No, not at all. (laughs) But I can move a wheelbarrow. (laughs) And this this combat humbled me as far as a frontliner perspective goes. As well as the several previous combats have. (laughs) (laughs) 
one mate says that all of the combats that you had might have been, you know, a bit humbling. Hey, shut your mouth, you furry bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, wait. How are we getting back to town when he's not going to be here till the morning? So, are we going to start walking? There was a way that we could have gotten back a bit sooner. But uh, that ship has sailed. <laughs> Uh, actually, I don't think it sailed anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you That's kind of the point. <laughs> that, yes. You dumb, you dumb fucks broke your early escape route, huh? <laughs> Alright, is walking possible, or do we need to camp out? Like, I forgot exactly how far away we were talking. It took you like an hour and a half by carriage. You think it'll probably take you like four hours on foot? Okay. Uh, I mean, carrying a body, or any of you strong enough to move at full speed carrying Freya? I had a strength of 20. Uh, how much do you weigh? Oh, she is fair. Oh, let heavy. me look this up. Yeah, Freya's like an old bag. Two hundo with all her stuff. I think. Yeah, she got that dump truck. So she's 155 pounds just on her own. Soaking wet. And then you look at your load to see what the rest is. My medium load is 259. My medium is 266. Oh, and she's carrying 75 pounds of stuff. So you're 225. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, that we can disperse. Oh. Nah, don't worry. Yeah. Lopper's light load is 466. <laughs> when he's large, can he maintain being large? Oh, shoot. It is when he is large. No. I'll take you that say, If you could be large I for four hours, that. I guess. Mm-hmm. I lied. It's 133. <laughs> I was really confused. I was like, dang. Yeah, so what's a medium load? Like, half your speed? Uh, I think it just drops it by 10. Either way, though, we we we, call, we carry one item here, one item there. I, I don't think we need to really worry about this, do we? Except for the, her I actual mean, body. No, it's, it's literally going to take It's going to take longer because you can't move at your full speed. Right. That's what we're that's saying. What I, that's all I'm saying. Is that if somebody's carrying her, no matter what, her body puts everybody at medium. Correct. Mm-hmm. So that four-hour trip is probably looking like six. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I neglected that two of the party only have a 20-foot move speed anyway. So. Oh, well. Yeah. yeah. That, so it doesn't really do anything. Sure. If you if Matumbe takes it, you're, yeah. you know, you're looking I, at like think, five, six hours. I think he would. I mean, him and Freya were very close. As I alluded to last episode, they did share a pretty special bond. Um, and he's, you know, gravedigger for asthma and all that stuff. So, well, are you um, are you taking the time to heal? I think so. I mean, how far down is everybody? I mean, Quinley is at 12 hit points. Matumbe's down like 40 ish. Um, I mean, we can abandon the premises, get out of here like. 20 minutes away and then heal up, I think. Yeah, it it might be worth it to use if we have any leftover gold to to just spend on straight healing so that we don't have to spend that time. Well, I think Griffin was more wondering if we're going to heal before we start walking. Before or after the walk. True. It sounds like I I agree with Steve's plan, which Mm -hmm. is we get a little enough away and then heal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Secondary question, are you looking around this room at all now that you've emptied it, or are you going to wait and hope that it's still empty? I guess what I'm more asking you is, is Freya's death for nothing, or 
Are you going to try and do something? Did yeah, our, I think we should look around. Did our perception checks turn up anything like of not your no. Not your post-combat perception, okay. just like looking for, you know, other enemies. But if you place yourselves on the map and roll perceptions for where you are, I'll tell you relevant information. As Mitsumbe, I would like to check out these casks and maybe pop one or two of them open. I do have craft alchemy that mm-hmm. may help if it's not clearly just wine. Sure. So uh, go ahead and or I'll just you're going to move down to these casks. Yeah. I suppose. Um, do you want me to do a perception first and then a craft alchemy if it's necessary? I don't think you really need a perception if you're going to like, you know, reach over the top of this cask and like open up the kind of like cork section and like smell mm-hmm. uh, it, it smells like red wine okay um, how about the rest of you where are you moving to um I I think rune might just kind of take the center I guess so what I'm saying here is I'm not gonna let you make like you got to be close enough to the stuff to to perceive it so if you want to take the center fine but um so You're going to perceive anything that's in the middle of the room. Yeah, so Matumbe just went Matumbe went down by these, like, what, three barrels? Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess Rune will go in between these two big things. Okay, make me a perception check. 24, no, 34, sorry. Yeah, with a 34, um, you see a ton of webs. Okay. So you think these, um, these spiders might have been prevalent in this area, the ones that you saw, uh, notably... When you look up, they're not there anymore. All right, and I think Eclipse will move past the last large round thing and next to the other singular barrel, and she got a 26. Okay, with a 26 there, um, you notice that this door to your left looks recently used. Uh, Now, you had thought when you approached this place that the main doors would be this double door, um, but it looks like the dust and whatever is very displaced at this entryway. Matumbe, I'll roll this over since you're close enough. Uh, if Eclipse would like call that out, mm-hmm. you would not notice the same thing from the other side. Interesting. Well, that being said, that western door that Eclipse is by is the one closest to the main building, mm-hmm. so I don't know that that blows my mind. And the other one kind of goes nowhere. It just goes east and off the map, really. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, what you would get with like a 26 is that you glean it's probably part of a patrol to check in here. Oh, oh! in that case, she's going to move away from the door, like like over here closer to where Matumbe is. And she is going to then say, um, so I do think that door is where there's patrol. We, we should, unless there's anything of note, we need we need to go probably. Uh, you want to? I assume Quinley's like up in this part of the room. Yeah, and I think with these big sideways giant wine barrel casks, Quinley's going to pop one of those open and check it too. Um, this one in the top left here, sure. northwest corner. See if that's wine, and he can roll a perception check just in general for that corner. Um, but before he does that, Matumbe does acknowledge what Eclipse says and says. Uh, perhaps they're not about to come in this very moment, but I think we can reasonably assume that someone is going to check here before the end of the night. When we come back tomorrow, they'll know something happened in this building. So they're going to be ready for us when we come back tomorrow. I think that's pretty clear. 
Quinley got a 28. When Quinley checks the contents of the barrel, he sees that it is, um, it's wine. But as he peers in with his dark vision, he sees that the wine is like slanted towards the back as if this barrel isn't on an even surface. And following that lead, he spins around and he finds a trap door. Oh. Hey, guys, uh, there's a trap door over here. Hey, uh, boss. He's talking to me. You might want to come take a look. I know you're good at finding traps. Yes, I am. I will investigate myself. You know I'm somewhat of an investigator as well. Quinley also has trap finding, but sure. Yeah, but you're better, Matumbe. You're really good at this. <laughs> oh, stop jerking me off. Mm. <laughs> mm. No, yes, continue. <laughs> hey, Emily, does it feel insensitive that Steve is playing with both of his characters like this and you don't have anyone? Actually, long before 200, I did. There was a, a chance that somebody was going to die, and I remember specifically saying on air that it's too bad. I'm going to keep playing bowl. <laughs> I, I specifically remember this. So we want to hand a spare character over to Emily. Nah, uh, I think we'll just have two people play two or three characters. There are a lot of characters on the map, and yep. Not a single one. Really, really pot call the kettle black with her three yeah, characters. Three. <laughs> hey, I'm not rubbing it in anyone's faces doing some role play with myself. Sorry, I'm an actor. Um, <laughs> it's called acting. I can only do it with myself. As long as I know both sides of the conversation, I can do it well. Is it even worth it for Air Bear to do a check in uh, the other side of this room? You can. Yes. Then with a 25. Uh, with a 25, you also notice the cobwebs here. Um, if you were to inspect the barrel, I, I kind of realize what you guys are doing. You're inspecting like all of the barrels here. It is all wine. Okay. There is nothing but wine here. Okay. Perception check. Uh-oh. Um, not the best I've done. That is going to be a 38 to 39 for traps. But you don't notice any traps. I believe this is untrapped. Do we see disturbances around here? Footprints? Spider tracks? No. Okay. Um, I think this might be worth looking in briefly. If it looks like it opens to a larger subterranean complex, then we should abandon it. But perhaps there's a hold of things we're looking for down below. Is it maybe worth it to maybe just keep this in mind for when we come back rather than possibly opening up a, a new area where we um, can get attacked? So I, I do uh, hear what you're saying, but, you know, uh, what if it's um, like a secret treasure area with some, you know, like a, uh, a perfect scroll of, of resurrection or something. <laughs> there is that possibility. I mean, is it worth... I think it, it might be worth it to take a brief peek at it. Yeah, if it's a treasure room or something and there's patrols coming in here, you know, they might empty it out if they know we killed all of their witch fires. This is our best shot. Go for it, Matumbe. You got it, buddy. He's going to pop it open. Sure, you pop it open. There is a long ladder 
into darkness? I don't know. Like, if I'm building a treasure chest, I don't think I would, you know, build it to climb down a bunch. I do agree. Would you think it was, like, under the floorboards? Yeah. Okay, well, you were wrong. A small little, like, half floor. If somebody with 60 feet of dark vision peers down, is do they see the bottom? Yep. Okay. What's at the bottom? Uh, walks over there and looks at down the bottom. It looks like a ruggedly hewn uh, room, as if it was maybe hastily carved. It's not like masonry. It's like somebody like dug this out. So it's dirt and and stone uh, chipped away. Looks like a smuggler's tunnel, to be honest. Hmm. It could be fun. It, it, it's, it's not dug very cleanly. So this could be a, a couple of different things, but a smuggler's tunnel maybe is what it looks like the most. Oh, so this is going to lead directly to the house. It might, but we don't know that. Do we hear anything suspicious? Any rustling down there? We can roll perceptions if we need to with the door open. Yeah, you could roll perception. Because if we don't hear anything, I think it's worth somebody going down to take a peek. But if we do, let's close it up and leave. 41. 30 and 25. Mm, Nowhere near that close with an 18. Yeah, uh, you, you don't hear anything. Okay. Nothing has been alerted to our presence with the opening of this door. Air Bear, perhaps you would like to take a look. If you see a tunnel disappearing into nothingness, come right back up and we'll leave. Yeah, I mean, I, you're the same one who did that in the, uh, you know, dressing room situation. So I think we could do that again, right? Mm-hmm. Although we don't have the dressing room to distract anybody. Is that this true? I mean, I, I will do it as long as the rest of you are up here, Vetti, in case there are something that follows me up. Sure. So you're going to mm. stealth down there, I assume? Yes. Let me roll that. I think I should cast Brave Words on Freya. Yeah. What does that do? It lets her kind of babble at us and there's a chance that that information is incredibly useful to us. I'm sure Emily would love to do that. <laughs> but doesn't yeah. the information, it would have to be something she knows. So she's just going to babble stuff that she knows at you, which is babble not very much. That you guys already know. <laughs> Look, if that's not helpful, I could animate your corpse. Mm, yeah, do it. If either of those things would let her inform us whether or not it's worth trying to bring her back, that's that could be valuable because it's expensive to bring bring people back. If her soul doesn't want to come back and we can find that out ahead of time, we could save ourselves some cash. Oh, yeah. We're going to spend that money at Lost Co. All right. If that's the case, I do believe that I could do the spirit speaker, which I did for... Saw. Yeah. So I could do that again, where I hold her head and she talks. It takes 10 minutes to cast. So we might want to take her, like, you know, remove her from this situation. And when we go to, like, you know, our our 30 minutes away or so, I don't know, Mm -hmm. then we do that. I mean, Air Bear's already done the tunnels. No, I know. Uh, What was that stealth? 32. 32. Okay. Uh, It is pitch black down here. 
uh, you find yourself in again like a, a very dugout room, and there is a hall, like a again more of a tunnel than a hall. It's about six feet wide, and it's only about ten feet long. Opens into a more um, more masonry like room that uh, has crates and boxes, but still appears empty. And then you see a tunnel that goes to the north about 30 feet, ends in a dead end, and a tunnel that goes to the west about um, 10 feet, and then looks like it turns north. Make a perception check. 30. You see that that's not a dead end. Down that tunnel, it's not a dead end. It's another secret door. Oh, okay. Uh, This was the... uh, The tunnel to the north. Okay. Which is more toward the lake yeah actually it does it does kind of point that direction so towards the towards the lake there is another secret door and then there's a there's kind of a path that leads to the west and then turns up do you go down that one okay um if you're going down that one you do see that that also dead ends maybe a perception check okay make another one could it possibly be secret door after secret door? 28 for perception. Okay, okay. You notice another secret door. <gasps> uh, so both of these tunnels end in secret doors, which you think might be because the area you're actually coming from was the secret area. Um, oh. So these are likely secret doors on the other side as well, you know. Okay, okay. Um. With those perceptions, do I get any sort of like uh, foot traffic um, indications in the area? To the north, it's quiet. Okay. You know, you, you notice the door. You you also notice that like you know everything is made of thick rock. So if there was something, it'd, it'd be decently hard to hear. Okay. You go to the other side, and you feel a chill as you approach that door. Okay. It's noticeably like ten degrees colder. All right, Air Bear would definitely stop, stop there, and he would go back to the original secret door that uh, Matumbe is standing over and say, "There are two tunnels. There's one to the north, towards the lake, and one towards the house. There, the one, first of all, I guess there." Wasn't much indication of the foot traffic in the area, and the tunnel leading towards the house was it felt much colder. I didn't go much further than that, but there was another area where it might have opened up a little bit, but I wasn't able to explore much beyond knowing that info. Matumbe takes kind of a knee down by this trap door and looks down to uh, absolute pitch black nothingness. You can just hear Air Bear. He doesn't have dark vision. <laughs> Come back up, my friend. It appears that perhaps we have found a secret way to attack the house from below. Uh, Yeah, and if we wanted more information, I, I guess I probably could have offered this before Air Bear risked his life. I-, I could turn ethereal again and check everything out. I could see some value in that. <laughs> yeah. That might be very helpful. I mean, I 
I think that is very helpful, Eclipse, and so I, I would say that you should try it. And if the Lapa, is the Lapa able to do some sort of thing like that? Uh, well, for, um, so he doesn't like to talk about this, really, I guess, but um, in order for him to continue to have any sort of body, whether incorporeal, ethereal, or ectoplasmic, he does have to stay within 50 feet of me at all times. Otherwise, he just kind of goes back into my head, so. Well, it sounds like he would, should be going with you. Yeah, uh, so we can either, I can, I can do that now, or when we come back, that can be one of the first things that I do, and then we can be prepped for anything that, you know, change. The ethereal plane is not without its perils, Eclipse. If you are willing to do this now, by all means, but feel no rush. This is something we can do, and hopefully we have our cleric back, or a large wheelbarrow full of wands. <laughs> that is not an equal trade. <laughs> a lot of equivalent exchange. It might be worth it to go down one of the tunnels. I mean, I did not see or detect any sort of presence in that Certainly in the oh, one area. So when did you get the magical ability to detect that? Um, I, I can think... still detect things whether they are ma magical or not. With the ears, but um, yes. uh, yeah, I would maybe let's yeah let's wait um, and see if you know we have a way of healing um, before I start doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, so, so as you guys are having this conversation. For the life. door to the south opens. Well, that's a serious issue. And a um, yes. a man with a kind of like walking around with a pitchfork opens the door. Ladies, is there something you need before I go to bed? <laughs> oh, 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 um, hello. You can see this guy. I mean, he's he's wearing kind of rags. He looks like a um, a stable hand, like he might have might work in the area where you thought the horses might be. Um, what happened to the um, the three flaming women that were in here? Uh, you mean the the sexy one and the controlling one and the. Yes, quite sexy, quite controlling, and the third one. Uh, it started with an F. Yeah. <laughs> they all do in my mind. <laughs> uh, I, I do think that they uh, went out for some air, uh, because that helps feed the, f the flames. Matuba's going to come walking around this casket, <laughs> or cask, and he can see this guy, Beautiful. and... I'm gonna try something wild here. Oh god. And the oh. same will happen to you, fool, if you speak of this. As I try to do an intimidation check. <laughs> no need to be so harsh, big guy. Uh, there, there is a mechanical need, yes. Uh, it's a fervent witch fire. That was the other one. We're not planning on doing much after this. So I'm gonna go ahead and throw an inspiration on there. <laughs> That is going to be... Oh my god, is there going to be another one that dies from a stable hand? A 48 to intimidate. Mm. 
Whoa. You're quite the imposing figure, sir. Dope. Roll will save. Sure. What? Uh, let's see. Commoner. Oh. <laughs> Are you going to kill this dude? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. Are you going to make him crazy? Uh, 23. This is a corruption gift. I'm trying to see if I can charm monster on him, which I can do if I succeed on an intimidation check. Oh, I got a wand of that. I forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. It says Will negates. Where the hell is the damn save on there? Is he a monster? It, Char- it works on yeah. people. people. Got it. Charm monster's the big one, so. Oh. Yeah. Hold on. I, I need I need to check. You said a 23? Mm-hmm. 16 plus... Ah, son of a... That's meets beats. You are not charmed. Damn. But he is like... <laughs> are you here to kill everybody? And he, he looks over and he sees um, Freya's charred body. Oh, did you get in a fight with the ladies? Uh, they, they were a bit... They were very startled um, when we came in here. And they did attack... Uh, our friend and also all of us, uh, you can see I, I have a lot of burns actually all over my clothes as well. Um, they were very startled. It was merely in the self-defense. It was not our fault at all. Oh, wow. That's, oh, that's quite the shame. It must have gone off somewhere then. Oh, geez. What a misunderstanding. I bet you wish your friend was alive, huh? <laughs> I, yep. Yeah, yep, we do. Yeah, that's actually, um, I think what we're going to do next and where we're headed, but we want to make sure those the ladies got plenty of air and we're away from the building before we left. I need you to make me a sense motive. All right, I get a plus four bonus if a creature is under enchantment. Mm-hmm. But... Without that, I have a 19. Is it everybody or just me? Everybody that was... Okay. 35 for Matumbe. Nice. Quinley can't beat a 35. 20 Air Bear from Air Bear. Uh, Rune also got a 20. None of you notices the sick gleam in his eye when you answer I bet you wish your friend was alive as he becomes his oh, true how, form how fucked are we your wish is my command uh does that mean you're Freya's body disappears <gasps> Griffin oh, oh no oh no from the back of the room, Quinley speaks up. Sounds like that pallet of wands idea was actually a pretty good one, huh? Come on, Quinley. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, he doesn't actually say that. <laughs> this creature, oh my. It's um, absolutely terrifying. Some, uh, like, crazy double-jointed legs, talons on the feet. It looks like there's like a human that's melded into the co- into like the torso of a demon that has crab claws. There's a lot going on here. What is this, Griffin? You have to make me a knowledge check. Let me guess. After we roll for initiative, 
Yeah, that's a thing that's going to happen. This is horrific. It's not certainly not great. All right, initiatives. Matumbe. 11. Rune. Also 11. Who's got the higher mod? I got a nine. Uh, I got a five. Yeah, I was going to say, that's higher than Matumbe's. Quinley? Oh, Quinley's got a nine. Uh, not as a modifier. <laughs> Total. Total, yes. All right. Uh, Air Bear. 30. Eclipse. Eclipse rolling twice and taking the worst. Got a 16. Not bad. I would also like to say uh, this is yet another combat where Quinley's uh, act first and make people not flat-footed to the enemy thing does not come into play. <laughs> <laughs> really, uh, what a good archetype choice, Steve. Ouch, yeah. Really he, paying off every re- combat. Really needs to get in there first. Uh, <laughs> so this, this creature is huge and in the center of the room. Um, and Freya's body just disappeared. <laughs> My name's Dothison, by the way. It's a pleasure to meet all of you. Air Bear, you are up first. All right. Um, Air Bear, just coming out of this uh, trap door here, is going to take the back route to get on the other side. And, um, but first, activate his challenge against this creature. It was not very sneaky of you to announce yourself as this. And then he is going to run all the way around uh, and just barely get to the creature with no movement left and... That is all he can do is double move, swift action, activate challenge. All right, Eclipse, you're up. I would like to do a knowledge check. Okay, this is going to be knowledge planes. 18. 18 gets you nothing. Not even the name. This is a Glabrezu demon. So I guess I gave you that it's a demon. What did I say when I saw this creature? Looks like a man stapled onto a demon. Oh, this is so bad for me. I need to know what it is. But you don't. Sucks to suck. Fuck it. I'm going to do a mind barrier. And that's... Yeah, I, I can do that. I will do a mind barrier as swift action. I will walk up 10 feet. Okay. And then I'm going to attack. My knowledge was better. 28 to... That meets flat-footed. Rolled very high to, to meet its flat footing. 25 points damage. Okay. And then it is Lopper's turn. Sure is. What's he going to do? Roll an knowledge check? Did that feel like it all went through? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, like, fair question. Something. No. <laughs> all right. I think the Lopper is going to move up next to Eclipse. Oh, I didn't take into account flanking. Am I supposed to do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't Most matter. It hit, so it's No, hits. I know, but I'm thinking now about the, the lopper. Did you want to move that far, or did you just want to take a five-foot step and be oh. in the corner of him and attack him twice with flanking still? Yeah, I'll take a five-foot step then. Well, I was considering doing vital strike. Oh, well, then it doesn't matter either way. Yeah, I think I will move up a little bit more, and I will vital strike with the lopper. <laughs> I got a 22. No. Yeah, that's what I thought. I rolled real bad on that one. Okay. 
It is this creature's turn. Uh, ooh, this could be fun. While Griffin's looking at this, Haley, I see runes up next. Matume's going to shout to hold your turn for just a second because I'm going to ask you to go after me so I can roll a knowledge check. And when I do, then I'm going to buff you with either heroism or greater invisibility. Cool? Yeah. I think that's, you that's gonna help a lot. Only wants this so that your characters are separated, but No, I wanna win. No, yes. I know. <laughs> I know the real reason. It's just oh, well, you know. Why not? Cast defensively here. Natural twenty. Five images pop up. God damn it, Griffin. Nice short combat. <laughs> yeah, you guys are uh you're gonna have no problem with this. It's now Rune's turn. Rune, before you act, let me examine the creature. Uh, Rune raises her bow and slowly puts it down. Throws it in the trash. <laughs> I will delay until after Matumbe. Okay, it's Matumbe's turn. I think I remember this being a knowledge planes. Yes. Fucking come on with this dog shit. Um... <laughs> It's a natural one and a two off the inspiration die. This is, in fact, a monster. So that is going to be a 23. Beats, beats. You get a good question. All right. I'm tempted to ask what the special defenses are, but I think instead, ooh, is understanding what happened to Freya a a question or is that a different knowledge check? Because I'm not going to ask that if that's a question. But I, but I would ask that if that's a separate check, like a spellcraft or something. I'd let you spellcraft that. You saw it happen. Okay. So then my question, ooh, my default is special defenses. But in this case, I've got something that's burning a hole in my pocket. I got to know the senses, baby. Senses. True seeing. Never mind. <laughs> as as well as like dark vision. And- okay. My plan was to do greater invisibility on Rune because he's very close to Rune and that would be super effective if someone doesn't have true seeing. But instead, what Matumbe is going to do is take a five foot step closer to Rune and then cast heroism on her. Light him up. Give him no quarter. And then you set a spellcraft (laughs) for what happened to Freya. Okay. I know you don't know this. The book character that my character is based on, mm-hmm. Rune, uh, one of her big like phrases is light it up. Hell yeah. <laughs> Perfect then. Very nice. Oh, almost as bad. Actually, exactly as bad. That's a 23. Mm, trying to remember what the DC is for that. What a pile of trash I've been rolling. Um, You know what? You're within one. Uh, so I'm going to give it to you. That was Wish. Uh, um, interesting. But I, I wish her to be alive. And you've learned this about Glabrezu's... Well, here's the thing. They're kind of like the greed version of a uh, succubus's lust. They oh, okay, feed sure. off of people's greed and manipulate their desires... They can only use this wish ability on a mortal that wishes. I bet you wish your friend was alive. I do. Yes. 
However, they have what's known as treacherous wishcraft. Some monkey paw shit. When a Glabrezu grants a wish to a mortal, they essentially grant it in the worst possible way for the wisher. Oh, no. And as you realize this, you also realize that your memory of Freya starts to get fuzzy. <gasps> huh? You, you remember her right now, but you don't remember what her voice sounded like. She's and alive as a different person? That's weird to you. That's weird. To, I don't know how to deconstruct that as a player. That's sorry, Emily. She never existed. That's so much worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, I I moved. I cast. I knowledge checked. I spellcrafted. That's a Matumbe's turn. Rune, you're off delay. Yeah. So I know that my normal first action in every combat is to swift action and channel the eye of the tiger, but I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to swift action ranger focus on this monstrosity and eventually I'll swift action to get the other thing. Um, but <laughs> swift action ranger focus. I'm also going to rabbit shot and I have heroism. And so hopefully I can knock out images real quick. That's the goal. It's not necessarily to hit because that's difficult, but knock out images. Sure. That'll help Air Bear a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, the first three arrows, one is many shot and one's the rapid shot, are at 33 and 34. Okay. Those hit many shot only pops one image. Yeah. So uh, roll me a d6, six hits for the first, for the many shot. Six. Okay. Many Hell shot yeah. hits. Okay. Many shot hits. The next one. Roll a d6, six hits. Five. Pop okay, an image. Pops an image. All right. So then I'm going to do my last two. 34. Make- roll for images. It's a uh, roll a d6, six hits, reroll ones. Five. Okay. Pops an image. All right. Last one's only a 16. 16 does not pop an image. All right, so I will now do my damage for the many shot. <laughs> I will take a DR one time. Do you want fire? Between two arrows, you might get a point or two. I got 10 fire. Mm, well, you exactly didn't get anything. <laughs> All right, and then damage. 47 points of damage. All right. Next in the order is Quinley. All right. We don't know much about this creature, but I think we do know it's a demon. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, I would I would give you that it's a demon with your at least successful check. All right. So Quinley is going to take a round and just study this creature and really focus up on it. He is going to be spending one of his martial flexibilities for the day doing dedicated adversary, which basically gives him Ranger's favorite enemy against this creature. Could he use a standard action and get up in its face? Sure, but he does spring attacks, so that's not what I'm going to do. He's just going to key this on and then ready a strike for next round. Um, That's not like a mechanical readying. He's just kind of gearing up, ready to go. Sure. At the end of the round, we fade and Freya, your eyes open. Uh, The sound of birds, the light of the morning sun kind of filtering through your curtains. You sit up in bed and it 
takes you a moment, um, not because of your age, but because of the cumbersome stomach protruding out in front of you. Uh, You look down and for a moment, you expect to see wrinkled, old, or gloved hands, uh, but they're not. They're young. You get up out of your bed and you uh, head into the hallway. You smell breakfast cooking uh, and you go down the stairs and greet your husband. You can see that your cure is working. The red in his face, the red on his arms, angry outbursts over the past week, they've subsided. And you've been busy helping other people in town as well. You sit down to breakfast. Your husband kind of places it from behind you and kisses you on the cheek and then comes around and sits down next to you. In the back of your mind, you you remember these people that you knew, this place that you'd been, uh, that you were here to help. But all of that is getting faint. It's like you lived a life that you're not living anymore. It's like some tragedy that led you on a certain path never happened. And I need you to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. How can I be both sad and happy for Freya getting a happy ending? (laughs) I knew it. Oh, boy. Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Inc. and used with permission.